Well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is, have you ever seen that video of the cat? Yes. <laughs> You've shown it to me many times. I think it's so funny. There's just this video of this woman who like sneaks up on her cat and the cat muse, muse, meows at her, but it sounds like the cat goes, well, hi, in like a southern <laughs> accent. <laughs> I'm your resident spooky drag queen, Busy Miles. <laughs> I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. Hello, kids, and welcome to another episode. We are very excited to be here. This is a very uh, unexpected, fun little episode we're about to do for everybody. Yeah, we didn't know that this was going to happen really until like last week. Literally at all. It was we had planned all this stuff. And uh, obviously we have the 13 weeks of Halloween that have been going on. And uh, by the way, happy week seven seven it is week seven ish yes it's seven because last week we were like uh oh we're just about halfway through yeah um which means that this is more than halfway we are like just over halfway (coughs) through the 13 weeks of hell this has been going so fucking fast (laughs) yeah it was like the second we decided it was spooky season it's like oh okay never mind oh we're gonna fly through this (laughs) meanwhile we're like (laughs) it's summer they're like this is gonna take four years It's still March. Literally. Um, I'm going to look up tomorrow. It's going to be March 28th. March 28th. <laughs> it was all a dream. Um, it's March 672nd. Uh, what the hell was I saying? Oh, this we are. Unexpected. We are. We had planned out all this stuff for the 13 weeks of Halloween. And, and we really did spend a lot of time thinking about like what to what to give you guys as a gift this spooky season. And it turned out that last week we had kind of a, a an unexpected interaction. We were kind of tweeting about a movie that just came out on Shudder. Ding. Where's our check? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We love Shutter, and you guys should do it. We are happy to do it, and we'd be uh, happier to do it if you wanted to maybe give us some ad space. I'm just saying. yeah. Just, if you if you felt like what we had done was enough to uh, garnish a a, a a slightly substantial uh, allowance, <laughs> I just got my allowance from Shutter. <laughs> And it went right back into my membership. Um, a wee consideration. A wee, con- oh, a wee consideration. Oh, it sounds like a considerate pee. <laughs> <laughs> just a really thoughtful pee. A thoughtful pee. You're just sitting on the toilet like a thinker. I, t- <laughs> I didn't have a wee consideration. I had a thoughtful wee. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, we, we had planned all this stuff. And then... Uh, I had been watching scary movies with David and I, David was like, Oh, there's this movie host that's coming out on shutter. And we had seen the 
the thing on Shutter for it. And I was like, uh, maybe one day we'll watch it. And then not that long ago, we were at his parents' house and we were looking for a movie to watch. Oh, no. I, I, I just fucked this up entirely. Okay. I We didn't end up watching Host that night. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, we were looking for something to watch uh, another at another point. It was maybe a couple days later. And I was like, oh, that movie host. And we ended up turning it on. And I was kind of expecting, you know, par for the course, B-movie, found footage, whatever. Because it's, it's basically the premise of this movie. And this is ingenious. Now, in retrospect, I didn't consider it at the time. But in retrospect, it is genius the way they thought of this. It is a Zoom seance yes which is like crazy because it takes place in quarantine it was conceived written produced and released over the course of quarantine it all takes place during the current uh quarantine pandemic in the midst of this pandemic and when you think like i know that a lot of people who are listening right now have have never made a feature film (laughs) but like having made short films i will tell you that is no easy task yeah that's no fucking joke it's no joke to put together an entire movie in and release it in 12 weeks is no fucking joke and on top of it it's freaking good like it's amazing. It's, uh, it's an amazing movie because it, it it might be the scariest movie i've seen in like five years right I can't think of the last movie that we went to see that like was as good a horror movie as this one. I think I mean I and I I mentioned this a little later and I'll tell you why in a second. I think the last one was maybe Halloween, uh, that was a really great horror movie. But this one was so inventive and different and fun. And I immediately texted you and was like, "You need to watch such <laughs> other." <laughs> And we've shown it to everybody, and I have loved this movie. And Sam, you had you finally got to watch the movie, right? Yes, I did finally get to watch the movie, and I, now I've seen it three times. You, have you really? Yeah, I have. I watched it once just to watch it. Mm-hmm. I watched it a second time after we kind of got the heads up that this thing we're doing today was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it a third time just for shits and giggles because I fucking like it that much. <laughs> Well, why don't you why don't you tell what what happened because you watched it and then you tweeted about it, right? Yeah, no, I watched it the first time and I tweeted something inane like host is you know host is really damn good, mm-hmm. and um, we got retweeted by the writer and executive producer of the film, Jet Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> we then reached out to Mr. Shepard and were pleasantly surprised when he decided that he would like to talk to us. I know we reached out to him and we were like, please, sir. <laughs> Can we talk to you on our spooky queer podcast? And he was like, yeah, sure. Okay. And we were like, wait, what? (laughs) It's like, wait, hold on. Are you one of the three people that doesn't have a restraining order against us? I didn't check before I sent this email. It's fine. And and so we literally, we reached out to Jed Shepard and we were like, thank you so much for retweeting us. We were like, we really loved the movie. Would you want to come and promote the movie on our podcast and and talk about it because it is a fucking phenomenal movie and he was so sweet he said yes and we got in touch with him and kind of in a matter of less than a week we had set up an interview and 
we put it all together. And so today we're going to be airing for you guys uh, the short interview we got to do with Jed Shepard. It, it was a little on the shorter side because um, obviously they're doing a lot of press right now for the yeah. movie. It took off in ways none of the producers were expecting. Um, and it's become a huge, 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 huge hit. So that's why we uh, we are replacing this week's minisode with uh, an interview we got to do with Jed Shepard, the one of the writers and and exec- executive producers of uh, Shutter's new film, Host. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. He's a really sweet guy. Um, and the the movie is great. I, I'm going to give you guys a little warning. If you have not watched the movie, you'll probably want to watch it before you listen to the interview because we tried to avoid most of the spoilers uh, in the in the discussion, but some things came up that that might ruin a few things for you. So if you can, before listening to this, you should definitely watch Host on Shutter. It is a, a new feature film, and it is really really great be forewarned like sam said it is very scary it is very scary like it's been a long time since i watched something and was then like kind of scared to go to bed right yeah like kind of that feeling of i I remember when paranormal activity first came out um everyone was like oh it wasn't that scary it wasn't that scary and then that night i was like yeah it's not that scary it's not that scary i like got in bed and then like made sure that the blankets were covering my feet Made sure they're tucked underneath. So no Literally. And I was like, underneath. yes, all of my ghost proof uh, mechanisms <laughs> are in place. And that's kind of what this movie will do to you. It is it is really, really well done. It's very uh, smart, new horror and relevant to what we're all going through right now. So we're going to let you take a listen and we're going to reconvene after the interview. So enjoy. All right, kids, we're here with Jed Shepard. He is the writer and uh, ex- and executive producer or or just producer? Executive producer, I yeah. knew it was executive producer. Yeah. You look like an executive. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> he does not, for those of you who are not watching oh this God. because it's impossible. Um, Jed, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to my spooky gay family. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for asking me. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure. I'm I'm most excited because you are the first British person we've had on the podcast, oh, and wow. I'm really awesome. enjoying this. Well. <laughs> it's a very, I, I, it, a very selfish joy for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I hopefully represent uh, Great Britain and uh, and and do us proud, but. I no pressure. Won't. You're just representing a yeah. few million people. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, Jed, you are one of the the. There were three writers on host. Uh, yeah, and it is you, and mm-hmm. the director Rob Savage and Gemma Hurley. Yes. Gemma Hurley. Um, yeah, which is really cool. Uh, this project to me is so insane because I can't even imagine how how quickly you had to work <laughs> it's it, it was insane like from, from the from the inception which is when i came up with the phrase zoom seance to the day it was released <laughs> was 12 weeks exactly 12 weeks 12 weeks 12 weeks to make a film that's just the biggest film of 2020 so far 12 weeks um, jesus christ yeah <laughs> It's crazy. How it's actually crazy. did you write it? 
we had we basically had two weeks to write it but the but like me and rob we've made like short films in in the past for the last like five six years so we almost have a shorthand when it comes to to like writing stuff so Hmm. we we basically plotted out all of this all of the kills all of this kind of like set pieces and all the scares and the rough kind of skeleton of it within like two hours basically um and then we worked with Gemma hurley um to make it into something a little bit more substantial and we just we, we basically for two weeks we just kind of back and forth uh, little tweaks here and there until we had something that was usable um and we always knew we were going to use our friends um we have this whatsapp group called the, called the quarantine movie club which we still have and uh that was a group that we I made up the, the first day of lockdown to just play games and and watch films, uh, and everyone from there is who made the film. We didn't use any outside people. Really, um, we used all of our friends. Yeah, all of our friends who were in that WhatsApp group are the actors inside in host. We didn't use anyone else, and yeah, and it just made it just made it like a real, real fun thing to do, just to make this little lockdown thing with your friends. And you, and we had absolutely no idea it would blow up because it's a silly little thing that we did with our mates and <laughs> like, there's, there's no way there's there's no way to predict and, and, what happened. and i don't know if and it's like the scariest seeing the news advisors. yeah yeah <laughs> but like in the last few hours it's just been announced that we've just signed a three picture deal with blumhouse i was just to about make... to bring that up i was like yeah. i was like imagine going from like six months ago you were like Hey, let's make a Zoom séance movie, and then six months later, you're like, "Oh, we have a three-picture deal with Blumhouse." <laughs> yeah, it's Sam Raimi and a, and a prison horror movie with um, Studio Canal, and and a couple more small stuff that we haven't announced yet. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> How excited it's... are you to be working with Sam Raimi? He he's literally my hero. So yeah. <laughs> uh, you actually had that lined up before before lockdown even. So during while we were shooting a host, we were having meetings with Sam Raimi and um, yeah, we've got one with him tomorrow as well. And just just zooming with him and and just talking through ideas and stories and stuff is insane. He is so cool. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and it's, it's quite cool to see him just seeing us rise out of nowhere because when he got us, we were like nobodies, but now we're like <laughs> now you like, have now you have a rider on yeah. your contract. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's changed a bit. I'm I'm on his level now. I'm not I'm not really. <laughs> but no, but he's he's really proud of what we've done as well. So it's really, really cool. And like I said, like me and Rob are massive Sam Raimi fans. We have been since we're little. He's one of the main reasons why we wanted to do horror. And so just to work with him like all the time is just insane. In 2020 has been the weirdest year ever but, because it's been honestly it's been crazy. It's well, ridiculous. And that was, that was over. But it really isn't. It's we've worked at it for years, and it's just all been announced now. Exactly, and that was part of what really impressed me so much about Host. I was like, "Wow! Not not only did you find a way to reinvent found footage in a way that was relevant to today, you actually took a situation that everyone is kind of stuck in, and you yeah. made the perfect horror movie for it." Which I was like, "I was like, how did you manage to put together?" everything that was going on right now and also reinvent uh, a genre that was kind of falling apart. <laughs> it's no, it's weird because like I am almost 
on an annoying level, like obsessed with the real specifics of horror. Mm-hmm. And I study every horror film and like anything that I like, any scare that I like, I go back and I watch frame by frame a million times until I understand how they did it, why they did it. Um, so in my mind, I have like a roller deck of just amazing kind of scares that the mean Rob wanted to do. So when it came to hosts, we were just like, we just plucked it out of our like internal kind of like database system of like cool things we wanted to do in a film and we stuck them all into host. Mm-hmm. So we were like, and I, I'm, I'm just, I just want to set people on fire and levitate people. And every film me, every film me and Rob do, I'm like, okay, we need to levitate someone and set someone on fire. He's like, we can't do that again. Like, you yeah, know, we need to. So, um, and I really wanted to set one of the girls on fire, but they wouldn't let me. So, um, <laughs> we set Kelly on fire instead. I love um, that that was your criteria. Did you ever think you would have that much in common with the United States president? <laughs> I just want to levitate people and light them on fire. Why is this such a big deal? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I drink chloroquine, whatever it's called, every single day. Um, no, but we, but we just like like I'm just a massive horror fan. Like first and foremost, before any kind of filmmaker status, I'm just a massive horror film fan, and I just want to be entertained by horror. And I yeah. want to, I want, because I'm I'm a person who's I sit in the cinema. I'm, I'm part of the audience. I want to be amazed what, with what I see on screen. I don't want to be bored to death with some kind of slow burn horror. I want exactly. to see crazy, cool things. Well, I leave the cinema and I'll be on the phone to a friend going, you cannot believe what I've just seen. It's amazing. <laughs> you need to see it. So, so I put all that stuff in into this and like me and Rob is exactly the same. And um, and yeah, and just the fact that we got to do it with our friends as well, which is ridiculous. And it's because of this like lockdown, we didn't have to go and like audition people. We could just say to Shudder, look, we, we said to Shudder, we've only got two words, Zoom seance. We're going to use all of our mates. We want all the, all of the control. We, we get saying everything that happens. Just give us the money. And they were like, cool, cool. <laughs> and they just, and the thing is, like, it can't be underestimated how much they took a chance on us because um, we hadn't made a full feature film before. <laughs> um, well, I think that chance is paying so, off a little now. <laughs> I mean, so they, they've told us we're the biggest ever film by, by a long shot. And um yeah we we're in the good books basically we've got them them a lot a lot a lot of new customers so it's pretty amazing i mean i remember uh, what was it like two weeks ago my husband looked at me and he was like uh he was like there's this movie that's coming out on shutter that i think you should watch and he's like it's called hosts and i was like okay i'll I'll give anything a shot once because i really trust shutter i think they have such impeccable taste when it comes to horror and so eventually we like sat down one night and like made the popcorn and turned on the movie and i was not expecting what we ended up with i was like oh my god thank i can't remember the last time i was so happy with a horror movie because there yeah. there I, I mean it was probably halloween in 2018 was the last oh. time i was like oh this is a really great new horror movie and then we watched this and i was like oh thank god i was like expecting some like cheesy b movie and we got this really like quality horror movie and i was Uh, like we immediately showed it to like everyone i texted sam i was like you need to turn on shutter right now (laughs) thank you so much and that's what it's it's been word of mouth that's kind of like spread it because we we didn't have a marketing budget like we we released the trailer and the poster after it had come out there was no lead up to to um to host 
And we only delivered it to Shudder two days before it dropped. On we delivered it on the twenty eighth of July, and it dropped on the thirtieth of July. Um, so there was there was no marketing, but it was just word of mouth. And like, I think on day one, Dread Central released their kind of article that said we're the scariest movie of the decade, uh, the the most important film since the Blair Witch Project. And we were like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> And that was the case. It just just spread like like a virus everywhere. It's like everyone's saying it's the best film they've seen in like ages. What's going on? And because we just we just thought we we knew that we would like it, and like we knew our friends would like it, and maybe the horror community, but like not everybody. <laughs> and like it's funny because like me and Rob have done a lot of like TV as well, like recently, and we've been on like we've been on like the British like news the news channels at 6 p.m peak time when everyone's watching <laughs> we're on the news talking about horror yeah and just, just everyone in the country watching and just like what is going on this is like a silly little zoom movie um uh, which we love of course but um <laughs> we just thought it would be a, a, like a, a movie for, for our friends and just be a snapshot of what us and our friends got up to like, like during lockdown but um <laughs> yeah Did- it's, it's it's really hard to understand like what what's going on really i could i could only imagine did the fact that it was um because it's it's clearly a zoom meeting that they're in but did that pose challenges for you guys did you have to get permissions for that yeah um so the so the very so when we decided it to be a zoom movie because we were using zoom all the time for like quizzes and we were talking to each other on in the quarantine movie club we're talking like every day on zoom (laughs) um we were like it it basically has to be Zoom, um, and we didn't want to have to like make up a like a, a random thing like they're doing like Buffy the Vampire there, and make it called <laughs> Boom, Gloom or something. Uh, Gloom so would we, be so, a yeah. great horror movie. Uh, yeah, streaming thing. You should you should <laughs> trademark like, that right now. <laughs> that's true, actually. But the um, our producer just got in touch with Zoom and just said, "Hey, we're going to use your platform." We're gonna we're gonna kill a bunch of people on it if that's okay, and they're like, yeah, cool. Have all of our assets, use all of our logos, do what you want. <laughs> so yeah, they were like completely behind it, which is unbelievable. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like it's just everything just turned out really good. We don't know, understand why they let us use all of their assets. Um, the planets aligned for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because like. I think if people knew how easy it was to get Zoom's permission to make a movie on Zoom, they probably would have done it before us. <laughs> but they actually just gave us permission straight away. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, it worked out well. That is really crazy. Now, you said earlier that you have kind of a shorthand with Rob, that you guys have been friends for a long time. And I'm assuming yeah. you were probably friends with Gemma as well. D- was adding Gemma into the mix kind of a, a challenge for you as, as a writer? Uh, no, I met Gemma because of because of this. So what happened was, um, because me and Rob are really close friends with the girls, and we have been for like a lot of years, we put them into our other like short films. It's hard for us to be objective, um, because we have our own relationships with each of the girls. Like we're better friends with some of the girls, so we didn't want it to influence the film. We wanted the film to be the best it could possibly be. And the only way to do that is to introduce an outside character, an outside person. And Rob had met Gemma because she was potentially going to work with us on another project. Uh, but that didn't work out, but Rob knew she was good. So we introduced her. And at first I was like, 
oh, like, hopefully she doesn't, like, change too much because we've got a kind of good thing going. But she just fit in so well. And it, it does feel like she's been a friend for, like, 10 years just because, like, we get on so well and we talk to each other all the time. So it's really strange how she's just, like, fit in and, like, just perfectly. And, um, and Gemma's brilliant because where me and Rob just naturally well especially me i think about the scares more than anything else i want people it's a horror movie i want people to be scared as much as possible and i i feel like the film hangs on its scares where she concentrates on character more on character building so it's a it's a good and rob's about, about in between so it's a real good um team of people who are concentrating on making certain things the best it possibly can be and i'm I'm just all about scares being the scariest film ever being mm-hmm. and scariest as possible. And I'm really hard to scare. So if something scares me, I put in the things that scare me basically. And I, cause I know if it scares me, it's probably going to scare a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And like, we're working like, I mean, one of the, the first Blumhouse movie, basically we're working on it right now. And um, genuinely it is the, it's the scariest thing anyone's going to ever see. Like it is, <laughs> even even just thinking about it, I'm like oh my god I can't believe we're doing this it is going to mess people up people will leave the cinema and just be messed up for life that's how, <laughs> that's how scary it is like and I'm not I'm not like being over dramatic it's going to mess people up I'm um, very excited for this now yeah. I'm, like, I'm like I want to be in a fucking asylum when I leave this movie <laughs> you, you, you will be in an asylum and you'll you'll set yourself on fire because it's, it's the easy way out <laughs> And I'll like, have given you everything you ever wanted. I will levitate and light yeah. myself on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Film it, but but because we have to, we have to go bigger than host. So, and there's there's a few scares I've always wanted to do, but we never had the money to do it. So, um, we have a bit of a bit bigger budget with Bill Blumhouse, so we can do these scares that we've always wanted to do, and they are messed up to the extreme. Um, <laughs> And yeah, and it's like it's like in the same universe as Hose. It's not on Zoom; it's on something else, but I can't see what that is yet. But um, it's crazy. It is crazy. People, I don't know how people will take it because it's, it's out there. It's real. <laughs> but well, um, we like some out there horror here at my <laughs> spooky gay family, so we're yeah. very much looking forward to whatever your first production is with Blumhouse. Um, do you have a, like a timeline at the moment for when we could expect to probably see something about it? Yeah, by 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 the end of the year. Oh wow! Awesome. Yeah, That's crazy. We're, we're, we're doing a host. You guys like, love a deadline. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, I mean, latest, latest January, um, and then we'll just start the next one in January, and then have that out in like March, April, or something. That's so it's just, crazy. Because. I mean, I know films are meant to take a long time. That's what we're kind of programmed to believe. But honestly, like, just, just, just make them. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, and they can be good. You yeah. just have to, especially with these lockdown conditions, and they're quite stringent in the UK. You just, you just have to be careful. Make sure everyone's safe. Have a good producer, and who's, who's like utmost health and safety. And um, yeah, just don't, I don't know. I think a lot of people put obstacles in their own way when it comes to like like filmmaking they go oh i can't possibly make a film right now in lockdown how am i meant to make a film we've proven that you can like mm-hmm. um that was actually be- 
that was actually a question I was going to ask you is kind of about the production of the film. Did you actually film it on Zoom or were, were there kind of technical? Was there magic um, happening? <laughs> it, w- it was actually all filmed on iPhones. Um, so Zoom was used as a reference, but everyone's uh, laptop, um, they basically Velcroed or sellotaped their phone to the back of their laptops. Um, so their phone camera was pointing out over the laptop camera. And the reason for that is because we didn't want to have to rely on people's internet because some of like, Caroline and Teddy's internet was terrible. So we wanted the clean footage. So it would be recorded on Zoom first or at the same time, but then the footage would be from the phone and then we would use Zoom's assets and put that on afterwards and um, to make it look like it was Zoom. That's awesome. Um, it, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. inventive to like, because I, I I think that it's so smart the way you guys went about producing this and the fact that you were able to do it safely in the midst of everything that's going on, but then to also, mm-hmm. like, to not only do it safely, but to do it well, that's where you kind of have this funny intersection of like, wow, this was genius. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I don't know if you've seen any of our short films, but like, we'd kind of got a reputation for just making quality like like high concept amazing looking short films for very little money so that 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 was our thing um so that's what got us on on kind of shudder's radar a little bit and um shudder weren't the only one to bid there was basically everyone you can think of in terms of streaming platforms bid for host um but we went with shudder because they've got a, a cool platform i was already a subscriber and they were the only ones who who believe that we could get it out in lockdown. Everyone else said, oh yeah, we'll wait till lockdown's over and we'll make it. And we're like, no, it has to be made now, right now. <laughs> Otherwise it'd be too late. And like, thank, thank Christ we actually <laughs> went with Shudder and they just like trusted us. Um, and like, even though we've got the Boomhouse thing, we will still be doing stuff with, with Shudder for definite. Um, we, we're still in talks with them about other, some other stuff. So um, I, I love Shudder. I'm really uh, glad to hear you say that because we yeah. we have we have no affiliation with Shutter. We we don't know anyone there. But literally, like every episode, people laugh at us because we're like, "And if you don't have a subscription to Shutter, go out and get one today because it's so amazing." It's- they are the nicest people. They honestly are the nicest, nicest, nicest people as well. And they truly love horror. And they're like the least corporate company ever. Like so nice. On a, <laughs> on, a, on a call with them today, and it's just. They're just like fans. They're just fans of horror. They just get excited like the same as us, and it's it's really cool. Like, so I just want to. I've told them I would just work with those guys forever. Like, just making stuff with them forever. And I know they're not the biggest thing, and they haven't got the biggest budgets, but I'm still gonna find a way to like work with them all, like, all the time and like make stuff with them. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So we have a very important question, and this for anyone uh, who's listening, we are putting a, a spoiler alert kind of warning at the beginning of this this podcast but for anyone who's listening who did not heed the spoiler alert now is your time to plug your ears and la 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 okay we have a very important question right about hosts okay what happened to carolyn's dad (laughs) (laughs) can you say so i know the the answer to that is genuinely he went out so in 
again, this is just in the minds of me and Rob. You, you never see this. I mean, it never really allude to it. But <laughs> in our minds, he, Caroline went upstairs and he said he likes the sunshine. He likes going out. So he went to the pub, basically. So at some point, he's going to come back and find Caroline dead. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, which is like really, really sad. <laughs> I had been joking with Sam because we make fun of our dad on, on this podcast all the time. And I was yeah. saying, I was like, could you imagine if like dad went to bed and he woke up in the morning and he came outside and found this? He'd be like, clean up all this blood. What, did he, what yeah. have you done to my floors? And I was like, oh, that's, that's that's Caroline's dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's her, obviously her real dad as well. And like... um yeah, and I think we we just used we just used the the people that was around them. So like Caroline had a dad there, so we put that into the story. Um, Redina had her lived with her boyfriend, so we made her boyfriend part of the story. Um, even though he's he's like an actor, he's in the Netflix show Young Wallander right oh, now. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's an actor. He's like he's he plays like the hot Swedish guy in that in that show. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we just like used like the stuff they had around them and. Everything you see is like ninety percent, like really actually happened. Like just before we filmed, we did a real seance, and it it's ninety five percent the seance you see in the film. Like Gemma does a does a little trick which she did in real life. Um, the medium got cut off. It's really really similar. So like we just to make it as authentic as possible, we use a lot of real life stuff and real life conversations and. Um, and yeah, yeah. So was the moment with Gemma when she kind of pretended that something had happened to her, that was something she just kind of improvised and was playing with you guys? She So in, in the real seance um, that we did before we, sh- we started filming, um, and we did that with a real medium, she did exactly what you see, exactly what you see in, in the thing. She said, oh, I'm feeling something, I'm feeling something, and then something flew off her shelf, and we watched it, we've got it recorded, something flew off her shelf, hit the ground, and everyone was like, Gemma, like, what, what's going on, what's <laughs> happened? And then afterwards, I was like, she she set that up, she definitely set that up, and Robin, no, 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 she did that, like, she she set that up, she tricked, she's tricking everyone, so we put that in, we put that into this, into the story, that she, she's a trickster, she's mischievous, and she, she doesn't, she, doesn't admit that she tricked everyone. She said it happened for real, but I know she did it. I, I'm <laughs> sure. She... Yeah, and because originally Haley and Car- Haley and Gemma's characters were swapped, where it was Haley that was the mischievous one, and Gemma was like the straight laced one. But after that, we swapped it, and it has worked so well that Gemma's like the kind of mischievous one who's like uh, he tricked everybody. Is that who she is in your friend group too? Is she the friend that's always like the prankster? <laughs> They are very, very close to real life. They don't like to say it, but honestly, it's very, very close to real life. Like every, everyone, everyone in that group. Uh, that brings yeah. me so much joy because I, I genuinely loved all of their characters. Like they, and that's, I think that's also uh, a tribute to Gemma, the, your co-writer, because I was yeah. like, oh wow, not only is this really scary and it's, it's a good horror movie, but you care about these people. Uh, yeah. who you don't have I mean it's a it's a reasonably short film so you don't yeah. have a ton of time to get to know them but it's so well written because 10 minutes in you know who everybody is and you you've fallen in love with them immediately we were very careful to 
not do anything Hollywood in terms of have a character go, oh, yeah, and like I've always wanted to be a singer and my dream <laughs> do this, and I never got on with my dad one day. I'll be just all that kind of like Hollywood stuff. So we just wanted to drop you into the middle of their conversation or the middle of their life and not give you a character art because character arts are for Hollywood movies. This is an hour of this is an hour of a friendship group's life. You're not going to get character arcs. Um, so we we try to keep it as real as possible and obviously use their real names. And they were actually really against using their real names. And I and like I had to go, I had to be like, no, th- th- honestly, this will add to it. This will add to the authenticity. And I did another film with them uh, like last year, and I made I was like, and I made them use their real names as well. Um, and Emma's been in a couple of things of mine and. I'm like, and I've always called it Emma in it just because I think it's funny just so she always uses her real name <laughs> um, so uh, she's going to be in something she's going to be in two other things that are going to come out in the near future and she's called Emma in that as well uh, <laughs> I just think it's hilarious <laughs> like on our IMDB it's just Emma, 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 Emma. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like a private joke between me and myself but I think it's so funny <laughs> I actually think it's perfect. I would love. Uh, could you imagine like having a like an eighty year career? You're like a hundred years old, like decrepit in a nursing home, and they're like, "So who did you play?" And you're like, "I was always Emma." I oh, was just Emma. Yeah, <laughs> Emma. But that's why she got. That's why she got noticed today in the bar because they're, they're like, "It's Emma." You're like. <laughs> the real name so it does work out and they say emma and she turns around and she's like son of a bitch I just, yeah. I... <laughs> oh no it's great it's great they, all, all the bar stuff we're doing shots with us like just now as well just because <laughs> they're like, oh my god the people from host are here that's um, so nuts i'm I, I i'm so happy for you guys because it's so nice to see it, kind of independent horror taking off and getting the recognition that it deserves yeah it's crazy because like I again, I'm a massive horror fan, and I read every horror website there is, and I've not personally ever seen the entire horror community get behind a film like this, and and like I'm so grateful that it's a film that I was involved with as well, and it's like it's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane, it's actually insane. Um, so like I wake up every day and I'm just like. Like life is ridiculous. Like, what is going on? Am I in a coma and dreaming this? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, I think that every day I was like, okay, my some calm, some bad calm was going to come my way because I've had too much good, good stuff happen. I'm going to get hit by a car or something. I mean, I can tell you, I have the best review of your movie. I, I think yeah. that my uh, sister-in-law has two has two children, and mm-hmm. they're eight and thirteen, I believe, and my husband went over there one night and was like, you have to watch this movie host. And they turned off all the lights and they turned on the movie. And I think like 20 or 25 minutes in, the kids were so scared that they, they were like, Nope, shut it down. They literally could not, could not watch the movie. And so I think he said they turned on Jeepers Creepers to like cool down. That was like the cool down movie. (laughs) Scary as well. I know. (laughs) That's weird. You bring up Jeepers Creepers because the first 15, 20 minutes of Jeepers Creepers, is similar to the next film we're doing. Um, oh. It's a it's a big reference in fact, a big big reference. Shapers Creepers. Um, so that's interesting. 
But um, yeah, no, I just the, the react. I, I love the kind of reactions where people have filmed their own family like being scared. I absolutely love that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and if you can ima- imagine, we we didn't think anyone would watch it. If you think about it, Shudder is a real specific niche streaming service. How has the entire world seen it? It's like it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, All of those seven. But yeah, and I've done done like <laughs> yeah, I've done like every big magazine, every big podcast, and like. In the UK, we've done like all the TV shows as well. It's it's weird. It's so weird. It's a horror film. And <laughs> like, it's it, crazy. I mean, I could only imagine. It. it I'm sure it, it probably took you by surprise. But I think to anyone like us who's watching it, it's like it doesn't come as a surprise at all because it's it's so well done. Um, so, I love your Elvira painting behind you, by the way. I oh, love Elvira. Thank you. It's actually made out of Legos. <laughs> isn't that crazy Way. i can't remember the artist's name god forgive me i i cannot re- i cannot remember the artist's name but uh my husband did photographs of of elvira for um for his own portfolio and, and released them uh-huh. and so afterwards we were kind of on an elvira kick um not that we hadn't been before but yeah, we were yeah, like yeah. looking we were extra looking for elvira and uh oh we happened upon this artist who does portraits entirely out of Legos and he had one of Elvira Elvira. And that's like, I think it's like two feet by two feet or something like that, like a meter by a meter. And it's, it's, it's massive. It's huge. And it just sits above our couch all the time. She watches TV with us. (laughs) So in a way, Elvira has seen host. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I I was at, I went to a convention, uh, midsummer scream a couple of years back and, she was she was there and i got to see her like close up and like she's still beautiful like i don't know how old she is but like oh my god she's like drop dead gorgeous and like um wow yeah i remember one day i was listening to uh it was near halloween maybe like two or three years ago i was listening to an interview with her on npr and Mm -hmm. she was talking about the the interviewer brought up elvis and she was like yeah elvis bah, 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 bah. and she was yeah. like well you slept with him didn't you and elvira was like yeah i did and i was like what <laughs> i was like in what yeah. world is elvira old enough to have well technically she's not but <laughs> that's another story i was like like how did she exist in a world where where elvis was like still kicking but yeah. um yeah, I love Elvira, and I'm 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 so glad you like our our Elvira that's on the walls over there. Yeah, it's great, and I think like Darcy the like the male girl is like almost the new Elvira and Shadow. <laughs> yeah, no, love- she's pulling it off really well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I I I, I want to thank you again so much for for joining us and and chatting with right. us. Um, where can people find you on social media so they can stay? up to date with everything with you yeah um you can find me on twitter at jed shepherd j-e-d-s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d um same on instagram that's actually i'm only on those two things um but yeah instagram and twitter i'm quite prolific on twitter at the moment i non-stop tweeting um (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah please follow me and uh i'll try and follow you back unless you're crazy (laughs) Uh, there's a few crazies out there um but yeah yeah Thank, thank, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. It's really our pleasure. And uh, please send all of our best to to Rob and to Gemma and to everyone in the cast because we really, like, I can't tell you the text storm that was happening the other day when we were like, oh my God, have you seen this movie? I really could. I was like, it really blew my mind because 
the movie is so much fun. And Sam said best. Uh, she said to me, she was like, it really reads as like early paranormal activity when it was still like new and interesting and breaking ground. And that was really what this movie did. So uh, congratulations. Hi. We have nothing but yeah. nice things to say. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I really, really appreciate it. And, and again, it was we, we didn't see it coming. So it's like a real surprise to us. And it's really hard to understand what's going on. And maybe in a few years, we'll, we'll kind of dawn on us like what's happened. But <laughs> for now, we're just in shock for now it's just ride that wave girl (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much uh jed and um i really appreciate it i I appreciate you coming out and talking to us and that's that's it with with jed shepherd kids i hope you enjoyed it thanks thanks for having me he's just like the nicest guy (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, no, he was really sweet. And I like super sweet and very forthcoming about some of the really cool things that are coming up for him and for uh, Rob and for Gemma and and for everyone who was involved in the movie. I think it's so cool. It's so nice to see like nice people succeeding. And being so (laughs) excited about it and having like really good reason to be excited. Like it was just it was really nice to, to talk to him. I know. And, you know, it's like I said in the interview, it's uh, it really feels so wonderful to see independent horror like doing well, because a lot of times in indie horror just kind of like stays as kind of a cult thing. You know, it might have its band of loyal followers and it just never really goes anywhere. But then you see you see directors and producers and writers like like these guys and even like uh, what's his name who wrote Lights Out? the really the really great director i can't remember, i can't think of his name off the top of my head no, but um indie horror like that getting its its chance getting its day in the light and and having all of these people see it and and enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is just is so wonderful especially because we talk about this all the time we are huge horror fans and we like good horror we like bad horror but it's it's nice to see really smart new horror happening yeah, it's just it's nice to be able to turn on something and be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I don't want to like. I was not expecting that movie to go as hard as it did. I wasn't either. And that's what was so shocking about it to me. It's like not to be rude, but, you know, you see a you see an indie horror movie on a on a service like Shudder. And that, you're like, you know, was made during a a pandemic lockdown and that you know probably was made in a couple weeks and you're yeah. like okay i'll give this a shot but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like put all my eggs in this basket and then to watch something like that i was like oh wow i really underestimated what this was going to be and to have made that good a movie in 12 weeks and to know that there's a cinematic cut that yeah, that we could I'm be viewing i'm like that. i cannot wait to see that i will go see it in theaters like no no holds barred i will go (laughs) for i I don't care if it's an extra five minutes like i'm gonna go see it i know for real were you like shitting yourself when he was talking about working with sam raimi yes (laughs) yes i was i didn't want to say anything because i was like i know i know i didn't want to like embarrass you but i was like thank you sam is like the biggest fucking evil dead fan in the world like Evil Dead, I love Evil Dead so much. Army of Darkness, all of it. And so when he was like, yeah, I'm working with Sam Raimi. And it's again, like, it's like, 
it's that same thing as yeah. I, you know you and i have talked about this before because i've been really lucky in my career to get to work with kind of big name people and at a certain point you just kind of realize it's like oh these people are just like they're just people like me and uh as amazing and as brilliant as people like sam raimi are and as wonderful as it would be to work with them it's like oh these people who inspired me aren't that different from me i the things i love are things that they love and we're actually much more similar than it would seem i feel like uh kind of the what's the word i'm looking for the atmosphere around celebrity makes it them seem so inaccessible but at the end of the day it's like oh these people made a movie and it was <clears throat> just the, it was for the same reason i like movies it's because they love movies they love horror as a genre and so they went out and did this and it becomes so much more accessible when you see things that way yeah I, don't, I, don't, I can't follow up that incredibly eloquent statement on the. On the I wouldn't true call that eloquent. Thing. It was like barely. It was barely a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, have yeah. you ever gotten to work with someone that you really admired? No, which I think is one of the reasons why I still have kind of that barrier in between mm. me and people I admire. Mm is that kind of I've never gotten to do that and like the, the closest I've ever come is like meeting people at conventions which is not nearly the same thing so it's, it's kind of similar though in a strange way it's like when even when you meet them at a convention it's like they don't have the like Hollywood glow on them it's like they're under the same fluorescent you know warehouse lighting that you are <laughs> and it's like yeah of course they're still beautiful there's most of them are like beautiful people and and kind people and sweet people and but it kind of takes some of the mystique away from it yeah i don't know no it does it does sort of take that that hollywood lens off mm -hmm. a little bit it takes this the rupaul's drag race season one filter off yeah. and everyone becomes a little less fuzzy <laughs> all the edges are a little bit harder but and i don't mean that as a negative I actually think it's a really wonderful thing when you get to meet the people you idolize and if you've never been to like a horror con or monster mania or, or any of those really wonderful wonderful conventions I always recommend it because it's like you meet someone like Robert England or Kane Hodder and mm -hmm. it's like they're the sweetest people and they they just love that there are so many people who love what they do and it becomes this really wonderful uh, relationship that you get to have with with the things and the people that you love I don't know I, th I think that was that was one of the nicest things about doing this interview for me this was not only a really great movie and really entertaining but to know that the people who made it are so humbled by it and and just did it out of their love the way we have love for this genre that was that was that was really wonderful for and me. had a lot of fun doing it like, exactly clearly yeah. had a lot of fun doing it I would, wouldn't I think, you? I, I like to think that it would be like super freaking fun to make a movie like that. But I mean, to I have would it confirmed think so. was very heartening. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine it would be a lot of fun. I've always wanted to do a horror movie. Although, I think if I was in a horror movie, I would want to be the ghost. I'd want to be the demon. I'd want to be Jack. <laughs> See, I think I'd want to die. Really? I think, I think I'd want like a really, really gory death scene. Yeah, I would enjoy a gory death scene. I think that would be fun. But I also, like, there is one horror movie that I couldn't be a victim in, 
out of like sheer terror it, and it's like a shark movie yeah no way. i would be terrified like if you were like <laughs> okay pizzy you have to get in the pool with the animatronic shark i'd be like nope <laughs> fuck that i'm out <laughs> it's too real <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be okay if it, if it was sort of a, a Chrissy Watkins kind of setup where it's just, you know, you're getting like dragged around the pool. Even by then, like wires. In, in water where like I can't see my feet and something's pulling me around. I think it would freak me out. That's fair. Do you have a do you have a movie that you'd be like too scared to do? <sighs> That's a really hard one. Right? Like I, I feel like a lot of people don't think about it because, you know, most of us, including myself, are probably never going to be in a horror movie. But I think about that all the time. I'm like, because I'm an actor, it's like, could I do a shark movie? I think the answer is no. I think I'd probably draw the line at something like Saw or Hostel. Like, I don't know that I would necessarily want to do one of those. Out of fear or out of just like, oh, this is kind of gross? Out of it's kind of (laughs) gross. Like, like it's kind of gross. It's probably deeply uncomfortable to be in those like prosthetics and, and like contraptions. Yeah. For hours at a time. Yeah, I, and, I can understand that. And also just like, yeah, no, I know that it's fake that you're like peeling my fingernail up, but like I have to act like it's real. <laughs> and there are certain things that there's just, there's certain types of body horror that I feel like I just wouldn't be able to. You would shy I wouldn't from. be able to, to distance myself properly from. <laughs> That's fair. I I really like uh, Host because I think it, it um it took something that in recent years has kind of become less scary because we've seen such a saturation of ghost movies and mm. haunting movies. Uh, ghosts never become not scary, but I think we've become a bit desensitized to them. But this movie found a really interesting way of making them scary again. It made them a little bit, it, it did some unexpected things with with the with the scares you know and and even the stuff that like even the stuff that you kind of saw coming like mm -hmm. even the even the stuff that got set up and you're like okay this is gonna this is how they're gonna knock it down right yeah it was still terrifying it still had tension yeah it it and that's again i know it's a thing we talk about endlessly on this fucking podcast but it really was great at building the tension and then following through it's like Build, 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 follow through. And it, it did it like to a T. And so I want to give Gemma and Jed all of the props for the writing on that one. And obviously, uh, Rob, um, the for not only writing it, but to also directing it. It's like they they did such a good job of making this like an, a love letter to horror fans. Yes, and I'm very happy to have received it. Yes, me too. <laughs> it's like getting a wartime letter. <laughs> My dearest Sam, I'm writing to you from the attic above you. <laughs> oh I mean, it kind of is, though. I'm, I mean, we've had so many movies that we were looking forward to this year that we didn't get to see. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like Candyman. Oh, um, Candyman should be out. If, if it was still going to be released, it would be like a matter of uh, like weeks. Yeah, no, but like, there are so many movies that we missed out on this year, and not just horror movies, but but mm-hmm. like to know that this movie wouldn't have happened unless the pandemic happened is kind of a weird thought to me because this is the best movie I've seen. I know in so long, and obviously, you know, not 
not to wish harm upon anyone. Obviously, we're not happy about a pandemic, no. but it, it's nice that in the midst of all of this terrible situation, there was something, a, a very strange bright light to come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. Now we have some fun new filmmakers to get to experience. And so exciting that now we're going to get to see more of their films through Blumhouse. Like, yeah, what what more could we ask for? <laughs> <laughs> a four film deal. A four film. Well, I have no doubt that uh, if any of their movies that come after this are as good as hosts, I, I have a feeling we'll be seeing more and more movies from them. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty much a given at this point, if if it's even half as good. <laughs> and we will be eagerly anticipating it. Yes, indeed. All right, kids. Uh, I hope you liked this conversation with Jed Shepard. Please go and find and follow him on Instagram and on Twitter. He is really, really lovely. And like he said, very, very responsive and happy to discuss the film with you. Um, so follow him. Keep up to date with everything that's going on with him. We also wanted to uh, remind you that this week is very special. Yes, it is. It is very, very special. This week is we are celebrating the one year anniversary of my spooky gay family. <laughs> We've been going for a whole year and nobody told us to stop. Besides dad. Yeah, well, that's, that's different. I'm kidding. Dad never told us to stop. He's a, a, a he is a valued and a consistent listener. Yes, Surprisingly. This is this is our one year anniversary, kids. So we wanted to remind you, um, we, we just released this past Thursday the announcement that we are doing our very first Zoom sleepover. It is called my Spooky Gay Sleepover. Uh, this Friday at 8 p.m. I don't know if there are still tickets left, but if there are, you can uh, reserve your tickets online. It is a free event and it's just a, a talk back and we're going to be telling spooky stories and doing some giveaways and we're at this sleepover going to be making some big announcements about the podcast and and content that's going to be coming out in the not so distant future we are doing a whole like overhaul you guys have no idea the (laughs) amount of blood sweat and tears that have been shed in the last two weeks (laughs) but it's all good blood sweat and tears it's like all of the blood sweat and tears in host um so we're going to be making some fun announcements at the event that is this uh friday i believe that's september 18th at 8 p.m if you reserve your tickets online you can do it at bit b-i-t dot l-y slash gay sleepover <laughs> which that does is a, not sound like i know it sounds like something you always prayed for in high school doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> It is bit.ly slash gay sleepover. You can reserve your tickets and we will be making some very fun announcements about events and things that are coming up very soon. And uh, I think that's it for our our business, right? I think that's it. My goodness. Well, uh, happy one year anniversary to all of you. And thank you so much for listening to us. We're doing a very special one year anniversary episode this Thursday. So tune in and until then, stay spoopy and remember. Did everybody hear that? I heard it. I heard something. Okay, let's just listen out. Um, Spirit, if you're trying to give us a sign, please knock one more time.
I'm so sorry. It must be my delivery. I'm really sorry. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my god. I'm sorry. That's my Ocado. <laughs> my food delivery has arrived. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from Host, a Shudder original distributed in 2020. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel Productions.